wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. And communication is not what you say, it is how you say it that causes people to listen or to not listen. So there are times to use these non-affirmative modifiers, but when you use them, you are communicating a lack of definiteness in your statement. And as long as you're okay with communicating a lack of definiteness, because maybe you don't know, then that's fine. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOnDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete, the person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. Now, notice that it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about or how much do I have? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that, you just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one year supply, vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work 
on your game. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you where you are in case you didn't know. You are now tuned into the show. You learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there, bow in authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, we're going to talk about communicating with power. This is part two, because I've talked about communicating with power in the past. But before we get into any of that, let me remind everybody, first of all, that I have a daily motivation text that I send out every single day, free of charge to everyone who is in my text community. You will get this text message every single morning. I call it daily motivation and guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp and on point. All you got to do to get it is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every morning when that message goes out, if you're on my list, in my community, you shall be receiving that message. You ask one of your friends about it, they'll tell you, well, just ask to see their phones. Just say, just let me see the text messages that you get from Dre Baldwin every single morning, that daily motivation thing. And they will show you on their phone exactly what I'm sending every single day. Let them show you. And then you grab your phone and you text me at my number. Number's down below in the description and get into my text community. That's number one. Number two, work on your game university.com. That is where you take your next step in your work on your game journey. If you want to know what it's like to be coached by me, go to work on your game university.com. You want to get access to all the courses and exclusive trainings that I've created over the years. Go to work on your game university.com. You are not sure what you want to do next with your life, your career, your business, but you like some guidance and figuring it out. Go to work on your game university.com. No matter what you do, what's your situation, what you're thinking, go to work on your game university.com. That is where you take your next step. Now, with all that said, now let's get into today's topic, which is again, communicating with power. And I'm just looking through my notes here to trying to spell something. I think I'm misspelling it. But anyway, we're going to talk about communicating with power because this is an important thing that you need to be able to do no matter where you are, no matter where you are doing it and who you are doing it with. Uh, it does matter who you're doing it with, but whoever you're communicating with, you want to communicate with power. And I've talked about communication in so many episodes of the show. I can't even give all of them to you, but I'm going to give you some of the recent ones. Episode 2303, how clear thinking leads to clear communication. Episode number 2257, how to be a master communicator. Episode number 2208, how to be precise in your work, communication, and results. Episode number 2026, if you tell somebody they're not listening, they probably are listening. You just are very poor at communication. Episode 1779, how to communicate with impact was a good precursor to what we're going to talk about here today. Episode 1264, three communication skills you must master ASAP. So let's get into this. Since I talk about communication so much on this show, and I just gave you some examples, the reason is, is because it's a very important skill to have, and it doesn't matter what you do for a living. You can be an athlete, an entrepreneur, a figure skater, a teacher, a librarian, a mechanic, a waste management executive. Your ability to communicate determines not only whether you can get in the room, but also if you stay in the room and also what other rooms you can get into from that room. Your ability to communicate is everything in your personal life and also in your professional life. And the world that we're in now, where everyone is connected in some way, and we can all communicate with the world through a device that is literally within arm's reach at all times, your ability to communicate is huge. It's paramount, whether you're doing it through the written word, the spoken word, you're doing it visually, you're doing it audibly. Your ability to communicate is a big deal these days. 
So the better your communication skills, the better you're able to get your message out there, the better you'll be able to market yourself, connect with other people, amongst other things. So let's talk about communicating powerfully and why it matters so much. I'm going to give you a couple tools that you can use to do this. Point number one, topic once again is communicating powerfully. Point number one is the skill of brevity. We talked about brevity in episode 1738 was the skill of making your point without talking too much. The general idea of brevity is that people's attention spans are a lot shorter today than they used to be. Now, this is somewhat true, but not completely true. It's true in some contexts, but it is not true in all contexts. Not everyone's attention span just all of a sudden just got shorter just because you know, now we have because we have short form video and we can scroll through feeds. People's attention spans didn't just drop out of nowhere and they didn't just gradually drop. As a matter of fact, as a general idea, do people spend less time on certain things than they used to or less time on things, period, because there are certain things that exist now? That didn't even exist in the past. So there's no comparison to make between them. So do some people go through things faster than people used to go through things back in the day, even though there are different things? The answer to that is yes. But it's not completely true that attention spans have just dropped. While it is true that people are scrolling through from thing one to thing two to thing three much faster than we used to back in the day, again, different stuff, people's attention spans will still expand, meaning they will give more attention as much as necessary when those people are engaged with something that is interesting to them. So what is that for you? Whether you're the one delivering it or you're the one receiving it. Something that you put out there is interesting enough to a person, their attention span grows exponentially. Why? Because they're interested in it. If someone and vice versa, someone presents something to you that you are interested enough in, then your attention span is not seven seconds. It's not two minutes. Your attention span can be two hours if you have something that is worth two hours of your attention. Would you agree? Are you seeing a good movie lately? Okay, how long did that movie last? So is it 90 minutes long? All of a sudden, your attention span expanded to 90 minutes. So your attention span is not this set number, nor is anyone else's. It is all relative to what is being presented to that individual. So. This skill of brevity is still an important tool because your brevity is not about you just being short just for the sake of being short. It's about you saying what needs to be said, communicating what needs to be put forth, but not more than that. That's it. That's all brevity means. It means saying what needs to be said, but not putting anything extra in your communication. So what needs to be said, quote unquote, is a relative term. So sometimes if I need to communicate something to you, it might only take me 30 seconds to put the idea forward. For example, when I send my daily motivation text message every day, that's usually within 160 characters, I believe. That's how much space. I mean, I can go over that if I want, but then it would count as like multiple text messages and all this stuff. So usually within 160 characters, I get the entire idea of whatever I want to share in a daily motivation text. And it takes you less than 30 seconds to consume what is in that text message. That's all that needs to be said for that text. However, when I do this show, I may take 20 to 30 minutes of your time. Instead of 20 to 30 seconds, I'll take 20 to 30 minutes because what needs to be said takes a little bit more time. Either way, if you're a member of my texting community and you're a regular listener of this show, you can see just by that example right there. In one circumstance, I take 20 seconds of time. In another circumstance, I take 20 minutes. Either way, I get your attention for that time span. Why? Because attention span is relative to what is being shared. So whatever amount it is, make sure that whatever you're sharing you're saying what needs to be said and not adding what we call fluff to the conversation. Because when you start adding fluff to a conversation, start adding in things that don't really need to be said, that's when you start to lose people's attention. So any of you is a reader of self-help books, 
you'll hear a lot of people who are in the publishing industry say this. There are a lot of self-help books. So not people in the industry, insiders, but authors will say it because insiders don't want to say it because it would kind of hurt their careers. But a lot of self-help books, really the majority of the information that you need is covered in about probably about 20 pages worth. But then they have to extrapolate the book out to about 150 to 200 pages because that justifies the publishing of the book and the cost of the book and all the other things that go into that. And that is how the publishing industry itself stays afloat. Like a lot of what's in the book doesn't actually need to be in the book. There's a lot of fluff that gets added just because it needs to be there. Anyway, that's a different conversation for a different day. You want to know about that, you can read my or listen to my episodes on the publishing industry. Moving on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to communicate with power. Number two, decisiveness. If you want to be a powerful communicator, you have to be decisive in your communication. What exactly does that mean? If you want to be a powerful communicator, you want to be a person who makes decisions and you are affirmative in your style, meaning you're making affirmative statements. You're making declarative statements, not just inquisitions asking questions, not inquisitive statements where you're asking a question, but declarative statements where you're making a statement. Those are two different things. There's nothing wrong with asking the question, but to communicate with power, you want to be making statements probably more than you're asking questions. Be careful of non-affirmative language, again, when you are looking to communicate with power. So you want to be careful of using words like maybe, possibly, perhaps, or phrases like it seems, because all of those things are like modifiers that is saying, okay, I'm saying this, but I'm not all the way saying it because the possibility that I might not be 100% accurate in what I'm saying. Now, there are times to use those words. I use those words myself, even here on the show. You use those words when you are not 100% clear on exactly what you're saying. But when you are clear on what you're saying, then you eliminate these words and you just say what you're saying and you make a definitive statement. And those definitive statements cause people to want to listen to you and follow you simply because you have the confidence in what you're saying that makes people say, okay, this person is saying it in such a way, it sounds like they believe it. Then you can get other people to follow you, listen to you and believe what you're saying. Even if what you're saying is complete garbage, you could be saying something that's absolutely false. But if you say it in a definitive way, people will buy into it. All right. And if you look around in life, not you only have to look that far. You'll start to notice that there are people who do this all the time. And they could be saying something that's completely wrong, completely false. They could be telling you a complete bold faced lie. But if they say it in a definitive and affirmative way, there are people who will be like, you know what? That's right. And they'll clap and go along with it without even considering it is because, again, folks, remember that in communication is not what you say. It is how you say it that causes people to listen or to not listen. So there are times to use these non-affirmative modifiers. But when you use them, you are communicating a lack of definiteness in your statement. And as long as you're OK with communicating a lack of definiteness, because maybe you don't know, then that's fine. But if you are definite and you do know, then eliminate those modifiers and say it like you mean it. As comedian Kevin Hart would say, say it with your chest. Uh, he didn't say it. They say it with your chest. That's how he says it. Say it in a definitive way so that other people can buy into your confidence and they will go along with and believe what you say. Keeping in mind also that many people simply don't have this level of confidence in themselves about anything, even something that they should have confidence in, like something that they're an expert in or that they know very well. A lot of people just don't like making these definitive declarative statements because they know that they're sticking their necks out to where somebody might challenge them for you know, making a definitive statement. Somebody might push back and say, well, you're wrong because this, this, and this. If you don't have that confidence, then you won't be willing to make definitive statements. But you should in areas in which you do actually have confidence, you actually have competence and you have knowledge and you know what you know. Most people are used to throughout our entire lives just following what somebody tells us. And usually we're willing to follow the people who seem the most confident. 
Again, we don't know if they have anything real behind that confidence. But if someone presents themselves as confident, they usually we're willing to follow them. Why? Because they're confident. And the reason why most people will follow a confident person is because most other people are not confident. Most people don't have confidence in themselves. They are not definitive. They are not affirmative in the way they talk about themselves or the things that they say. Therefore, when someone comes along who is those things, by law of contrast, they draw attention and those people gain followers. How many of you ever seen somebody or you could even think of someone right now who is in a leadership position? I mean, they have a lot of followers and people who listen to and lean on them for advice and information and direction. Yet you believe that this person is full of shit. Any of you can think of somebody who fits that description. I bet most of you who are active voters, political, you actually vote for political office. Most of you probably think of the leader of whatever party that you do not like is probably that person, right? So if you're a normally voting Democrat, you probably think of some Republicans who fit the description I just gave, that they speak definitively and affirmatively as if they know what they're talking about, but you think the stuff that they say is a bunch of bullshit, right? But that person still has a bunch of followers because of the way that they say it. And vice versa, if you're a person who normally votes Republican, you could probably think of some Democratic leader who they talk as if they are very decisive and affirmative in what they're saying, yet the things that they're saying are complete bullshit. And it annoys you because you're like, hey, what that person just said is bullshit, but they said it like it's 100% true. And then you get annoyed because you see a bunch of people clapping for it and going along with it. Again, in America, if you are a strong supporter of one side politically, you can think of the leaders of the other side. And these are the people that I'm talking about. So you see how this works, right? There are people out there who could be saying some bullshit, at least according to your judgment, but they have people who believe it. And it's not because what they said is actually true. It's because of how they say it. And understand that even if it annoys you that other people do it, don't be mad at the game. Just learn how to play the game. You can use the exact same formula that they're using. Just say it like you mean it and people will go along with it because people don't know any better. All right? Do not give people credit for being smarter than they actually are. So there are times to use modifiers and there are times not to. People are used to following those who are definite, people who are confident, people who believe what they say, even if those people are wrong. Right. People will follow someone off the edge of the earth and follow them right off the edge of a cliff if they seem to believe what they're saying. You want people to follow you. Be decisive and assertive in your communication. They will follow. And number three, today's topic, once again, is how to communicate with power. Make people feel heard. If you want to be a powerful communicator, understand that communication is not just the words that come out of you and the things that you write or the things that you want to speak. It's also about understanding that when learning about communication, a lot of people ignore that what you take in is just as important as what you put out. When you are communicating with other people, the easiest way to get someone else to listen to you is to have them believe that you have listened to them. Now, you may wonder, or I'll plant this thought in your mind, how can you do this when you're doing something like giving a speech? Let's say you're standing in front of an audience and giving a speech and you want to persuade them. Now, you don't have the time, nor you probably haven't had the opportunity even to talk to every single person in the audience to find out what they have to say to actually literally listen to them and let them talk. So how can you do this when you're doing something like giving a speech? Well, do exactly what a politician does, whether it's a politician that you love or a politician that you hate. What do they do? They get the audience on their side by framing the general ideas that they know the audience agrees with. And they let the audience know, hey, I agree with this. I'm with this. I'm on the same page as you. You follow any political campaign, Anyone who has gotten to the final, down to that final two running for president, whether they won or lost. So you can talk Bush and Kerry, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, John McCain, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, any of these individuals. The reason they were able to get so many people on their side, again, whether they won or lost, they still got tens of millions of people to vote for them, was a lot of people. Imagine if you had tens of millions of customers. Or would you be okay? All right. 
they've gotten tens of millions of people to go along with them because not because they sat and talked to each one of those people and shook their hands, but because they go out and they voiced, hey, I understand what you're thinking. I understand what you're feeling. I understand what changes you want. I understand what you want here. Then they voice them. They get people to say, yes, this person gets it. And they get those people to go along with them and vote for them. So they are displaying that they have listened to the people, even if they get in office and do the exact opposite of what they said they were going to do in the campaign, because it's what a lot of politicians do. But that's a different conversation for a different day. The whole point is you want people to believe that you understand where they're at. And if you're in a position where you don't have tens of millions of people to persuade, maybe you have 10 or 11 people to persuade. Here's what you can do that that politician can't do is that you can actually go talk to each individual person and let them feel like you have specifically and directly and individually heard them. That's the easiest way to get somebody to believe you or to get somebody to go along with you rather and listen to you is to get them believe to believe that you have listened to them. You do something for another person, they'll be wanting and willing to do it back for you. That's the law of reciprocity. And again, it is a law, it's not a theory. So this means making other people feel heard. The challenge with making other people feel heard is that the outcome is extremely subjective. The only way another person can verify that they felt heard is for them to say it. So there's nothing that you can directly do that will force another person or can prove, quote unquote, to another person that you have listened to them. It is completely up to them to decide whether they felt heard or not. So it's completely based on the experience of the other person, whether you are listening to them or not listening to them. So this is how a situation could come up. I'm sure many of you have been in this situation before where you're talking to someone and you two are not seeing eye to eye on a certain topic and they accuse you of not listening to them. And you are clearly listening to them. You just happen to not be agreeing with them. Yeah, they conflate lack of agreement with a lack of listening. So they say, well, you're just not listening to me. That's the reason why we're not seeing the same thing when you are. But there's nothing that you can you can't convince them that you're actually listening to them because they have decided that you're not. All right. So to make another person feel heard, you have to get good at what we call active listening. And active listening is more than just letting somebody speak. It is you engaging with what they are saying and encouraging them to continue talking by showing them through your words and your body language that you are actually giving them your full focus and attention. That's what active listening is. Showing someone that they have your full focus and that they have your full attention. And again, it is completely subjective. They get to decide whether you're listening or not. You do not get to decide whether you're listening to another person. So this is the challenge of the active listening ability is that what you think you did or what you say you did has no basis whatsoever on whether or not it is successful. It's 100% based on the experience of the person you're talking to. So your ability to listen actively is a soft skill that you must get very good at. I did a whole series on soft skills, did a five-part series on it back in episode 1772 through 1776, if you have not yet heard those episodes. There are some people out there who are really good at active listening. And if you want to see someone who's good at active listening, just watch TV talk shows. Any TV talk show where the host is really good, they are usually very good active listeners. Oprah Winfrey is a great example of an active listener. Larry King, I believe he recently passed away. He's a great active listener. Late show TV hosts, you think of a Jay Leno or David Letterman. These guys were great active listeners. Now, their conversations were a little bit different because they're a little bit shorter and it's more like bang, bang on a late night TV shows. But look at somebody like Oprah or anywhere where somebody does in-depth interviewing. Those people have to be really good active listeners. So anybody who has a podcast these days where they have in-depth conversations like long form interviews, those people have to be really good active listeners. Tim Ferriss is someone who comes to mind who's a good active listener. James Altucher is someone who I've liked as a good active listener. Or any podcast you like to listen to, I don't listen to too many of them, 
but interview shows, people who are good at interviews and they get good stuff out of their interview subjects usually are very good active listeners because they're able to ask the kind of provocative questions that maybe that guest who's been interviewed a hundred times hasn't been asked before. That's a good active listener. Usually they ask questions that people haven't been asked before. If you want to be a good active listener, you can get good at that skill as well. So that's it. Let's recap today's class, which is communicating with power. Since communication is such an important skill, especially in the world that we're in now where everybody's interconnected, especially with as much as I talk about how much you need to engage and communicate and be connected with other humans. Let's get into it. Number one, skill of brevity. The general idea of brevity is that people's attention spans are shorter than they used to be. Then in some ways they are, but in a general sense, attention spans have always been the same. They are relative, meaning that what you need to say to another person, you need to say just that and not anymore. If that means 30 seconds, great. If it means 30 minutes, great. If it means three hours, great. Have you ever had another person's attention for three hours straight? Of course you have. Has anyone ever had your attention for three hours straight? Of course they have. So it's not that your attention span has gotten any shorter. It's just that what you're being presented with determines how much attention you are willing to give it. That's what brevity means. Say as much as needs to be said, but no more than that. Number two, decisiveness. You want to be a powerful communicator. You must be decisive and affirmative in your style of communication. Look at politicians. They are great at this, at communicating decisively and affirmatively, even when they're saying some nonsense and some bullshit that you disagree with. Number three, make people feel heard. This is a skill of active listening. If the person you're talking to feels like you have listened to them and given them your full attention by the law of reciprocity, they will do the same thing, listen to you and give you their full attention. So if you want people's attention, easiest way to do it is give them your attention or to communicate with them that you have already listened to them and that you know exactly how they're feeling. And when they feel that you know what they're feeling, they will listen to everything you say. All that said, text me. Tell me the best insight you got from today's class. My number is 305-384-6894. Then go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You want to get into my people skills course that is all about communication, rapport building, and leadership. My business builder course, where we give several modules of that course to the communication skill because you're going to need that to build your business. And a whole bunch more, 37 plus courses, a bunch of exclusive trainings, all in workonyourgameuniversity.com. And if you want to be coached by me directly, then I can coach you on communication skills and help you be a better communicator in your business. Do you think I can? After what you just heard, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number. 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.